Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. I'm excited about being here today. We're going to pray again, and we're going to dive right into the Word and flow and see what the Spirit of God has to say. Amen. God is increasing us. Did you hear me? God is increasing us. Spiritually, thank you. Spiritually, financially, <laughs> numerically. Our church is growing. We'll continue to grow and we're going to outgrow this building. And then God's going to bless us with some other buildings and we're going to outgrow those buildings. And we're just going to keep growing until the Lord comes. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so today we're going to go dive into the Word of God. I want you to have open hearts and open minds. I have some things to share with you. I, I, I'm conflicted. I want to go one direction, and, but there's another direction I want to go as well. But we're going to see what the Lord has to say. Amen. So let's pray. Father God, we come boldly before your throne of grace to obtain mercy and to find grace in the time of need. And Father, we need you. Let's just declare our need for him. We need you. <coughs> Lord, we need you. That's not just a pretty saying. That's a reality. We need you every moment, every minute. Every second, you are the air that we breathe. <laughs> Glory to God. You, you, are, you are our salvation. You are our life and light. And you are our very existence. Oh, Father, the joy of the Lord is our strength. That which brings you joy gives us strength. And Father, we thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the people of God. We thank you for being our Father. Jesus, we thank you for dying on the cross for us, being raised for our justification, ascending upon high, giving gifts unto men and women, and also sitting down at the right hand of the Father and making intercession for us. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for dwelling inside of us, for filling us, for sealing us, for empowering us, for equipping us, for calling us to the Father, calling us to the Son. We give your name glory and honor. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Let's welcome the Holy Spirit. You are invited in this place to do the will of the Father. We pray, Father, that you'll grant unto your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened that they may know what is the hope of your calling, what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints, what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards them that believe. Father, shipwreck our ignorance today. Don't only challenge us, but change us. Don't only bring us conviction, bring a revelation and a revolution and a, and, and, and a revival in our lives. May it be said that we were those who turned the world upside down even as the earlier church did. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Grant unto me your son and your slave, supernatural divine utterance, that I may boldly make known the mysteries of the gospel. I claim the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation in this, in this service today. May the gifts of the Spirit, anyone that you want to use me in and use this congregation in, we welcome. Come on, let's welcome the gifts. We welcome the gifts. Lord, we welcome the gifts. The gifts are for this time period, and we welcome them. Holy Spirit, the Bible says that you distribute the gifts and the operations of the gifts as you will. 
So have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your will. May your will be accomplished today. Oh, let, let us not leave here until the will of God is established and accomplished in this service. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. How many know the Holy Spirit is real? He is not a it. He is a person. He is a person. And the Holy Spirit wants to invade our lives. Amen. Amen. There are demons who possess, but the Holy Spirit doesn't possess us. He fills us. He doesn't drive. He doesn't drive us. He leads us and guides us. He's the perfect gentleman. So if you have your Bibles, go with me to 2 Corinthians 13, 13. 2 Corinthians 13, 13. Thank you, Lord. If you need a Bible, raise your hand. Someone will give you a Bible. If you need a Bible, raise your hand. Is there anyone here that needs a Bible? I'm, re- I'm going to be preaching out of the ESV, the English Standard Version. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 13, 13. Uh, wasn't it a wonderful job that Dave did last week? Yes. I mean, I tell you. I tell you, I thought I was I was listening to Kenneth E. Hagan. I, I mean, he just taught the word of God. I mean, line upon line and precept upon precept. And then um, Sister Carla got filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues. Wasn't that amazing? Look what God is doing. Amen. Amen. I mean, he just taught that word. He, he worked it <laughs> to the glory of God. Um, Second Corinthians 13, 13. Actually, it's 13, 14, but let's do 13, 13. All the saints greet you. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Uh, verse 14. And the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Again, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. We have neglected the Holy Spirit. Even as believers, we don't talk to him. We don't fellowship with him. He wants to fellowship with us every single day. Every single day, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. You think about grace. You know, Moses brought the law, but grace and truth came through Jesus, as John says in John chapter one. So the grace of Jesus. What is grace? I'm glad you asked. It's the unmerited favor of God. It's unearned, undeserved. Glory to God. The grace of Jesus. It's also it is the, the power of God. If you think about grace, it's the power of God. There's many shades of grace. And we'll get into that in the days ahead. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and then the love of God. I mean, thankful for the love of God. The Bible says in Romans 8 that nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. You can't even separate yourself from the love of God. Even when we're unlovable, he still loves us. In Christ, (laughs) you know, outside of Christ, he has beef with us. But in Christ, we have peace with him. Amen. Amen. So if you're in Christ this morning. God, you have peace with God. The Bible says in Romans, it says that we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So no longer are we estranged from God. No longer are we enemies of God. Now he has become our father. He's become our friend. He's become our shepherd. He's become our God. The love of God is real. Amen. Say God loves me. God likes me and nothing I do can separate me from the love the father has for me in Christ. So don't ever doubt his love. 
Don't ever doubt his love. First John says this, for we have known that love and we believe that love. So believe in the love of God. If you're looking for direction, say, Lord, I trust you. I believe that I'm going to be at the right place at the right time doing the right things because God loves me that much. I believe that he's 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 so much in love with me that he's going to guide me in the way that I should go. I believe that he's protecting me. I believe that when I lay down at night, his angels are dispatched all around my home, my apartment, my room, my car, my my finances. I, I thank you, my loved ones, that angels are surrounding me. That's how much he loves me. Glory to God. Don't ever doubt his love. No matter how you feel, his love doesn't change. His love is unstoppable. It's unmovable. It doesn't, it's not flaky like our love. Our love is flaky. We'll love you for a moment and, and won't beat you up the next. You know, we want to bless you one moment. We want to curse you out the next. But God's love remains the same. It's the only constant love in this world. It's the only love that is constant in this world. Even the love between a husband and wife. You, you love each other and then you got to apply forgiveness. How I many spouses you forgive daily? Or if you're in a relationship, you got to forgive that person, right? I forgive them again. They're doing the same thing that I, we just discussed. How I many know that it takes years? One of my mentors, he's been married 50 years, 48 years. And he says, we, we're still learning. <laughs> I mean, that's a long time. <laughs> that's older than I am. 40, 58 years? I mean, 48 years? And you're still learning to love one another and forgive one another. Amen. So the love of God, don't ever doubt his love. Say, I will never doubt his love. You believe that? You have what you say. Don't doubt it. His love is not going to run out. You can't frustrate his love. You can frustrate his grace, but not his love. His love remains the same. It's, 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 it's constant. Just I'm here. If you decide to make your bed in hell, I still love you. If you decide to come to heaven, I still love you. If you don't do what the Bible says, I still love you. If you stay home every day, every Sunday, I still love you. If you don't go to work and you become poor, I still love you. If you come and become a millionaire, I still love you. His love does not change. That's good news. That's good news. You have to set your heart. Says, you know what? I'll never go to bed feeling sorry for myself. Never, ever, 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 go to bed feeling sorry for yourself. Shame and guilt is not part of your legacy. You messed up, you confess up, and guess what? He'll clean you up, clean you up, cleanse you with his righteousness and his love and his blood. Amen. So love of God. Then you got the fellowship. Everybody said the fellowship. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. That fellowship, that word fellowship means partnership. It means communion. So we are in this communion with God. We're, we're in this fellowship with the Holy Spirit. We're called to fellowship with him daily. Not only are we called to fellowship with the Father, not only are we called to fellowship with the Son, Jesus, but we're called to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He has been sent to help us. And to fellowship with him. Just have conversations with the Holy Spirit. Have conversations with him. He'll lead you and guide you. He'll teach you about yourself. He'll teach you what to do, what not to do. He'll teach you how to be the best husband, the best wife, the best single person, the best parent. Come on. 
you know, he will teach you how to be a student, how to be an employer, employee, how to be the best, um, how to keep, get your finances in order, how to get your body in shape. Some of y'all may be struggling and say, you know, I've been working, I've been working out and eating and I still can't lose this weight. The Holy Spirit knows how to lose that weight. And he will lead you. He will lead you. He says, do this, do that. I'm not saying you hear audible voice. We don't go around seeking the voice of God. We go around seeking the guidance of God. He never promised to speak to us in a voice. People looking for voices. Don't ever seek the voice of God. Seek the word of God. And that word will show up through the guidance, through um, the counselor, multitudes of counselors. That word will show, I mean, that, 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 that guidance will come up through the inner witness. But don't look for voices. Because the Bible says there are many voices in the world. None without value. We're not to seek voices. We're to seek the guidance of God. That guidance may come through wisdom. And God could give, God could lead you to the right book, to the right seminar, the right sermon. Come on. I'm preaching better. Y'all saying amen. He can lead you and, and it'll, it'll be exactly what you need to get out of your situation. Amen. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. God has called us to fellowship. Let's look at a few scriptures. I'm not going to be before you long, even though I got my time timer here. I'm not going to be before you long. Let's go to First John. First John. First John chapter one. First John chapter one. And let's look at verse three. It says that which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you so that you too may have fellowship with who? With us. Indeed, our fellowship is with who? The father and and with his son, Jesus Christ. So you might say, where is the Holy Spirit? Well, I just read to you 2 Corinthians 13, 13, or 13, 14, that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the love of God and the, the fellowship or as some translation says, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And so we, we are called to fellowship with the triune God. Every single day, you need a fellowship with the triune God. That means the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I will even venture to say that every day you need to address all three of them. <laughs> all three. Talk to all three. Father, I come to you. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for being my advocate. Thank you for being my stand. Thank you for being my intercessor. Thank you for pleading my case before the Father. When the accuser comes and to accuse me of something maybe I did, but because I confess my sins, you says, no, no, father. No, no. It, can't touch him. Can't touch her. The blood is applied to their lives. The intercessor. Thank you, Jesus, for inter, forever living, forever living to intercede for me. Amen. And then talk to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you for sealing me. Ephesians 1 says we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5 talks about being filled with the Spirit. Thank you for filling me. Thank you for leading and guiding me. I'm telling you, do it every day. We need to become more um, Trinity-minded, if I can say that. Be aware of the Trinity. Have you noticed that over the year, over the months, and even a few years, I've been talking more about the Trinity? Why? Because there is a lack of it. A lack of understanding. We, from the beginning, from Genesis, we see God says, let us make man in our image. So he's not talking to himself. <laughs> right. 
Let us make man in our image. And then Isaiah talks about who will go for us. Everything from the beginning of the Bible to the end, we have the Trinity presented. You don't you won't find the word Trinity in the Bible for those who want to be. Oh, I don't see the word Trinity. Don't worry about it. But there is there is um, it is explicit through the scriptures. You see it. So just because you don't see a word in the Bible, per se, like Trinity, doesn't mean that, that, that we're not serving the triune God. Are you with me? All right. Um, I just took you out of seminary. So, First uh, John chapter one three says, "For this is our fellowship. We fellowship with the Father and with the Son." Let's go to First Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter one. I want you to listen to me with open hearts, teachable hearts. First um, Corinthians chapter one verse nine. First Corinthians chapter one verse nine. God is faithful. Everybody say, "God is faithful." By whom you were called into what? The what? Of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We've been called into this fellowship. I, I once created a message, preached a message called relationship versus fellowship. Relationship is a matter of birth. Fellowship is a matter of choice. You choose who you will fellowship with. But you have no choice when it comes to your relations, relationship. You got your parents, whether you like them or not. They're yours forever. You got your brothers, your sisters, your cousins, your aunts, your uncles. And, you know, every great aunts, so forth. You can't choose your relatives. Yeah, I do know that, right? It doesn't matter how crazy uh, Uncle Poo Poo is, Uncle Stanker. I do, I do have an Uncle Stanker. Um, it doesn't matter how crazy they may be, that still is your relative. You cannot deny them. <laughs> that mean, but that means you don't have to fellowship with them. I mean, some relatives you don't go around. You don't bring your kids around. Come on. <laughs> you don't bring your fiance around. <laughs> you don't bring your, 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 your money around. <laughs> I'm preaching better. Y'all say amen. <laughs> Some relatives, you just need to, hey, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> through Facebook, just throw them a wave through the messenger. <laughs> um, God is faithful. So fellowship is a matter of choice. It's people deciding to be with each other. We fellowship after church. We fellowship at our jobs. We fellowship on, a, on um, in, in, in family reunions and so forth. You fellowship with your relatives wh whom you choose to be with. But fellowship is a matter of choice. So every day you got to be intentional about spending time with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit will teach you how to pray. He'll teach you how to approach the Father. He'll teach you how to, uh, um, to ask. Um, to ask things from the Lord. Sometimes in prayer, you may go to the Father and you're, you're praising God, you're worshiping Him, and on the inside, not a voice, but on the inside of you, you'll just know now's not the time to ask about that request. Have everybody ever been in that situation? Or ask, now's the time to ask. Not that you hear those words, but you just have annoying. Okay. And when you go to ask, Father, I come to you about such and such. And I'm asking, and let's, let's say, sometimes I know people ask me, oh, you know, pray for me, pray for me, PD, Pastor Dwayne. And, and, and they want me to pray a blessing on them. Sometimes when I go to try to pray a blessing on them, I get a check. Don't pray that over them. You may say, why would you not pray a blessing over certain people? Because they may be in disobedient. If the person doesn't have a job, not looking for a job, and they want God to bless their finances, you don't go pray, Lord, bless their finances. The Bible gives us the answer for that, right? 
If you don't work, you don't eat. So certain people who are homeless, certain people who are starving, it's because they're not working. <laughs> so you don't go pray for blessings on people who refuse to work. Don't do that. If a person is beating their spouse, you don't pray for God to bless them. Don't go pray for a, a, dr a drug dealer to God to bless their business. You do understand that, right? I, we have to be led by the spirit of what you say over a person. That went over real well. <laughs> All right. Um, God wants to fellowship with us. We need to fellowship with the triune God daily. Let's go to a couple more scriptures before I get to my main text and we call it a day. First John. No, excuse me. John chapter 17. John chapter 17. So be led by the spirit of how to pray for a person. Be led by the spirit, how to talk to a person. And even so forth. I told you about the story about my friend um, and you heard the story, but I feel like I need to. I sense that I need to say it again wonderful woman of God. I'm not in touch with her anymore. I, I don't know. Somehow we got, you know, uh, unable to reach out to each other, but we fellowship with each other. Um, she was a little older, so she was like a big sister in the faith for, to me. And she was a prayer warrior or she was a prayer, as some would call. And she constantly prayed and spent time with God, studied the scripture, was a woman of faith and so forth. And she told me the story. And I've been telling it every year since she told the story. She was in her apartment. She had an apartment and um, she was in the laundry room and she was folding her clothes, washing her clothes. And and a guy came to talk to her and and she began to witness to her to him and she began to tell him about Jesus and he rejected it. And the Holy Spirit on the inside of her says, pull back, stop, ignore him. And so she did. And he left her alone. And then two weeks later. Her neighbor downstairs from her had moved. The guy had moved in with her neighbor downstairs. A month or so later, he beat her to death. And the Holy Spirit said to her on the inside, that was meant for you. So it pays to listen to God. It pays. When I was youth pastor, there were certain youth. The Lord tell me, told me, stay away from them. I'm telling you, you have to follow the Lord. Sometimes people are crazy. And you got to stay away from crazy people. They can get you in trouble. They can, I mean, I, I remember my cousin told me recently, she said her and her sister weren't getting along and her sister called Dyfus on her. She got five kids, five beautiful kids, my cousin does. And her sister called Dyfus and said, oh, they're abusing her. She's abusing her kids. She was trying to get her kids taken away from her. I mean, no, you got to li listen to God. L leave people alone when you need to leave them alone. Don't get don't have the savior's mentality that you can save them. You can't save everybody. You got to let them go. Some people you got to like, I trust God. You go on. And even in prayer, sometimes th there comes a time you praying, you praying, you praying, you praying for them. Sometimes you just got to leave them alone, even in prayer, because you're attached to them. Just give them over to God and keep it moving. Sometimes you got to ignore the calls, ignore the test. Sometimes you got to block it. Why? why? Why am I saying that? I don't know. It's not even in my notes. But in fellowshipping with the spirit, the spirit of God will lead you. Say, stay away from that person. 
those pe- person at the job. You know, sometimes people will talk to you on the job and they talk about the boss. Stay away from them. People are gossiping. I mean, they can mess up, mess you up and cause you to be labeled at your job for the rest of your time at that job. All right. I don't know why I said that. But John chapter 17, verse three says this. This is one of my favorite scriptures. And this is eternal life that they that they know you the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. And so eternal life is not dying and going to heaven, but eternal life is knowing God and knowing the the son. Amen. If you don't have eternal life before you go into heaven, you're not going to have eternal life when you get to heaven. Eternal life starts now by knowing Jesus and knowing the father through the Holy Spirit. Eternal life is knowing God. So as I know God, I am, I have eternal life. Let's go to 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, when you got to say amen. amen. 1 John chapter 5, verse 20. This is another favorite scripture of mine. It says, and we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know what? Him who is true and we are in him who is true, and in his son, Jesus Christ, he is the true God in eternal life. So Jesus didn't only come to die for your sins. He came to give you life and life more abundantly. He came to give you understanding that you may know the Father. Amen. Jesus came to give some understanding. In Proverbs 4, it says, in all you're get- wisdom is the principal thing. In all you're getting, get understanding. Amen. How many know you got to get some understanding? It's not enough just to pray. It's not enough just to read the word. You got to get some understanding. And the spirit of God will give you the understanding. I remember I was in broadcasting school, which you didn't even know, right? You didn't even know your pastor went to broadcasting school. school. I, was in, I, was, I was a DJ for a period. I'm talking about a DJ on the radio. Um, <laughs> my first job that I got fired from was from the Christian radio station. Because I overslept. I was supposed to be there at 5 o'clock a.m. They show up to 7 o'clock. And how many know airtime is money? (laughs) And so they fired me. We love you, but you're fired. (laughs) I didn't even receive the first check. (laughs) I was fired off the first day. When I volunteered, I was there on time. But then when they hired me, I was late. (laughs) I was wild. I was. Um, And so I remember being in broadcasting school. I totally missed God. God was telling me not to go to broadcasting school, but I wanted to go because it was my little heart, little desire to always be a DJ on the radio playing Christian music. <laughs> Ever since I was a little kid, my mom can tell you, I was praying and believing for that. I finally got an opportunity. And, and so I said, let me go to this broadcasting school. I've never heard of broadcasting school. Spent money that I had no business spending, taking out loans, had no business taking out loans for this broadcasting school. And I went, and it wasn't even a degree pro- program. Pro- uh, program. It, it was no degrees. I didn't get anything out of it. I mean, I, 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 don't think I, ever, I didn't never even receive the, the diploma. And so I go, and I'm going faithfully, and, I'm, and you got to take this test in order to pass, you know, test about the FCC and so forth. And so I'm studying, and I, it seemed like I just can't get it. And so I said, Holy Spirit, I need your help. I, I'm lost here. This material and... I need your help. And there's a scripture that talks about um, um, consider what I say and the Lord will give you understanding in all things. And so I start praying in tongues and thinking about that and asking the Holy Spirit to help me. And he gave me the understanding. And just like that, I understood the whole the whole time. In one moment, I understood what they were trying to communicate with me. 
So he supernaturally gave me understanding. I went to take the test and passed, which I'm not able to do anything with this broadcasting certificate that I never received. I mean, I, I don't even put it on my resume because I'm just ashamed that I miss God. <laughs> it was a waste. Why am I saying that? Some of y'all, you be careful about what you enroll yourself into. When you go and it doesn't seem right, it's probably not right if it doesn't seem right. It, it, you know, I'm not saying it's always the case, but it may not be right. All right. The Lord will give you understanding in all things. Jesus came to give you understanding of the Father. Let's go to John 14 as I wrap up. John chapter 14. Is it cold in here or is it just me? Okay, you can turn it down a little bit. John chapter 14. I sweat anyway, whether it's cold or hot, I sweat. John chapter 14, verse 25 to 27. 25 to 27. It says this. And these things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, um, King James says the comforter, but the helper, the comforter. And that word in the Greek means one who's called alongside of you. One who is called alongside of you. You know, you have a helper who's been sent to come along and walk with you through this life. You're never alone. Jesus even said, he says, when the Holy Spirit comes, he'll never leave you. He'll, he's with you forever. That's good news. You'll never be without the Holy Spirit. See, David, was he was under the old covenant, and he, he didn't have the Spirit within him, but he did have the Spirit upon him. And he's praying, Lord, take not your Spirit from me. What is he praying? He's praying, Lord, don't take your anointing from me. Lord, don't take this, this, uh, 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 this empowerment to stand in the office of a king and a prophet. That's what he's praying. What, what, what happened? He, he just committed adultery and he's crying out, created me a clean heart, oh God. And, and um, uh, restore, you know, he, he says, take not your spirit from me. You don't ever have to pray that because the spirit of God is with you forever. That, that particular part of the prayer is not applicable to the New Testament believer. Holy Spirit is not going to ever leave you. There, there's this old song by the wine. And it says, um, don't take your spirit from me. Um, and then they got another song called wherever I go, let your spirit go. No, that's wrong. No, wherever your spirit goes, I go. Um, I don't have to worry about you taking your spirit from me. I have to get in communion with your spirit. If the manifestation of the spirit of God is not flowing like it should, you just have to repent and get back in order. Amen. Because he's not going anywhere. So the Spirit of God, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. He says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And goes on. So let's take a look at this. It says, um, these things I've spoken to you while I'm still with you. Notice, just like Jesus, I want, I want to get your attention. Look at Jesus in the disciples. The way they interacted with one another is the way we're supposed to interact with the Holy Spirit. As you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, as you see Jesus and the disciples talk, they're asking, they're asking the Holy Spirit, I mean, they're asking Jesus questions, right? Why couldn't we cast this devil out? What about this? What about that? They're interacting with Jesus. Likewise, you and I are called to interact with the Holy Spirit. We need to, I love what Jesse Duplantis says. Have conversations with the Holy Spirit. Have conversations with the Father. Have conversations with the Son. 
conversations, not just prayers, but conversations. Amen. Um, Beloved, actually, he, 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 he's, he's doing the marketing for uh, Agape, and, 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 and um, he got with one of the um, ministers of music, and, and, and I think it was last year or the year before, they, they created a whole thing around conversations. It was a beautiful, um, um, I, I can see the picture that they put together, but it was conversations, and it was people crying and, and raising their hands and praising God. We need to, and then, then when I was um, down with Kenneth Copeland last year or the year before, I heard Jesse Duplantis um, talk about conversations with God. Conversations, and it, that, that just did something to me. So we need to have conversations with God. So Jesus is saying, you know, just like I'm with you, um, I'm going away, but I'm going to send the helper. The Father is sending the helper in my name. So don't ever receive a spirit outside of the name of Jesus. Amen. He will teach you all things. Let's just stop there. It talks about he says he will teach you all things. He will teach you all things. So um, let's look at the helper. Helper. What, how can the Holy Spirit help you? Uh, what do you need help with today? Perhaps it's your relationships. I think all of us could, 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 can use some enlightenment with relationships. Whoever has perfect relationships. Uh, I have a perfect relationship with my spouse. I have a perfect relationship with my boss. Uh, um, there's a book called Crucial um, Conversations. <laughs> you know, where, where you have to deal with the issue. I'm not being afraid to talk about things. So relationships, the Holy Spirit will help you. Perhaps you're not a person that confronts issues. Maybe you are a non-confronter and you need to confront some th things, whether it's in your life or in, in your relationships. How many people don't like to confront people? Raise your hand. Let me, let me, don't be afraid. Don't be scared. <laughs> Raise your hand high. If you do not like to confront anyone, Raise your hand. I'm one of them. Okay, let's see all the people who like to confront people. <laughs> wow, it's a whole lot more y'all than it is us. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, so the people who can confront, who, who enjoy confrontation, they need the Holy Spirit to help them to do it in a loving way, right? <laughs> and then for those who, does, uh, who don't like to confront, we need the Holy Spirit to give us boldness and, 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 and what we need to confront, right? Amen. Okay. Um, what else do you need help with? Perhaps your walk with Jesus. We all can need some. We all need help with our walk with Jesus. Amen. Your devotions. How many? Don't raise your hand. I don't want to embarrass you. But how many of y'all have a devotional life? Well, you spend time every day with Jesus. Don't raise your hand. Raise your hand inside your heart. <laughs> or, be, or look down inside of your heart. Jesus, who is he? <laughs> when the last time you talked to Jesus and he talked to you? When the last time you talked to the Father? When the last time you even addressed the Holy Spirit? There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. His love is not going to change because you don't talk to him every day. But don't think you have a, a real relationship with him if you're not talking to him. You cannot have a real relationship with somebody and you don't ever talk to him. Or you don't ever listen to him. You may be in status. You may be eternally secure. But then even that is questionable whether you are really secure because there is no movement in God. <laughs> OK, let me leave that alone. Um, 
Helper. We need help on the job. So how many of y'all need some help on the job? Holy Spirit is, I mean, you just need some help on, in your finances. Holy Spirit will help you in your finances. He has been sent. He's a helper. Now, as a helper, he doesn't do it for you. We illustrated that a couple weeks ago. Alan came up, and I, let me just do it again. Come on, Alan. Help me move this. I need your help to move this. I really do need your help to move this. Come on, come on, help me. <laughs> and what, 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 what do I expect? I expect him to get the, do it for me. Holy Spirit's been sent to help me. But if, I, if I'm not doing anything, there's nothing for him to help. Thank you. <laughs> there's nothing for, if I'm not doing anything, there's nothing for him to help. So there is a God, there's everything about our salvation. There's a Godward side and there is a humanity side. Draw near to God and he'll what? He'll draw near to you. Call on the name of Jesus and you'll be saved. Salvation was available, is available for all, but unless you call, you're not going to get saved. Um, uh, Lord, uh, let the gospel spread. Unless you open your mouth and share the gospel, it won't be heard. So you got to do a part. Uh, give and it shall be given. Lord, bless my finances. And he'll deal, he'll deal with you about giving. If you don't give, he don't give back. Come on. Hey, come on now. That, that's, a, that's real. You sow a little, you'll reap a little. You sow a lot, you'll reap a whole lot. And not just money, but in your life. Sowing seeds of help, helping somebody else, being a blessing to somebody else. All right. So helper, the Holy Spirit has been sent to help us. He wants to help us in the affairs of life. The next part he talks about, he said he will teach you. He'll teach you all things. So not only is he a helper, but he's also a teacher. What can he teach you? The word of God. He can teach you who the son is, who the, who the father is, who he is. He will teach you how to overcome through the word of God, the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. He's a teacher. He'll teach you not only concerning the things of God, but he'll teach you about life. The other day. I had to put together the crib. I'm not a handyman by nature. Everybody say amen. <laughs> All right. So Holy Spirit, I need your help putting this crib together. I got the little directions. I'm like, okay, this is still not telling me anything. Have you noticed they go from writing out the directions to actually showing you the pictures? Which sometimes for people who, who don't necessarily need pictures, they need to read. It kind of like, oh, I, I mean, what are you trying to say with this picture? <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe that's not your case. Uh, all right, so now they got pictures. They just show pictures. They don't even write down because people ain't not reading that stuff anymore, right? <laughs> ain't nobody going to be a nerd like PD and read it. Like, let's read it. <laughs> Who reads the material, the, the little um, handbook before you actually go and do it? You know, most of us just start working on it, right? And, ho and hoping and praying that something will happen. <laughs> I hope this is right. I know this how to do this. I know how to change a, a diaper, <laughs> right? And you have a baby, you're like, oh, how do we change a diaper? <laughs> All right, anyway. Um, so I asked the Holy Spirit to help me. And he helped me. I remember a time that I didn't know how to change a tire. I was on the side of the road in Oklahoma in the middle of the winter, and my tire blew. I did not have triple A because I was a Bible college student, broke, 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 busted, and disgusted, believing God for Rent, believing God for telephone bill, believing God for food, believing God for more hours on the job. <laughs> and I was uh, working, I mean, I was stopped in the middle of the highway, 
pulled over, tire blew. I said, I don't know. My dad never taught me how to change a tire. So I asked the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you, the Bible says you teach me all things. I need you to teach me. I need this to be a reality in my life. And of course, I prayed in tongues a little bit and I worshiped God. I thank you. And I said, it's okay. And all of a sudden I knew how to do it. And I did it. I must have been 19. I did. I put the tire together. And then um, the Lord blessed me with a, 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 a car, not automatically, but I had to stick. I'm like, okay, I didn't, nobody taught me how to do it. Holy Spirit, help me. And he did. And one time, one last thing, my neighbors, um, there's two girls, they were from Wisconsin, and um, they would always come to my door and, hey, you need anything, you know, whatever. And they got stuck. They called me, and they were stuck um, in a ditch because <laughs> one of them fell asleep driving. They was like, Dwayne, we need your help. And so I said, Lord, I don't know how to help these girls. <laughs> and so I went, I got out of the ditch. And I prayed in tongues a little bit and asked the Holy Spirit to help me. And I was able, it was like the spirit of Samson came upon me. I picked up the car. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa this is hot. <laughs> and I was able to push them out of the ditch. And it was like, oh, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I, was, I thought I was bad. And they fixed me a little dinner from Wisconsin. And this is what we eat up there. It was nasty, but I, you know, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> praise God. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will help you. He will help you. Okay, my last story. Um, was working at Enterprise a few years ago, and and up to this point, I really wasn't making sales because, you know, I got the pastor's heart. And I don't want to like, uh, I don't want to manipulate them. I just want to love them. I want to help them. Let's can we just give them a car or, or give them what they need, right? And and so they was like, no, you we need numbers. We need numbers, Dwayne. And so I said, okay, Holy Spirit help me. And I began to declare, I'm going to make this sale. And they said, this lady right here, she never buys anything. She doesn't want the insurance. She doesn't want anything. I said, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to do it. And I began to declare it. I said, next time she comes into to the branch, I'm going to sell her the whole package. They're like, no, 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 no. I said, watch me. And I declared it. I said it. And I went, had it, was in the car with her and selling it. And I sold her the entire package. And I walked in the, in the branch with pride. And the Holy Ghost says, no, 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 no. And the next sale I did not make. <laughs> the next few sales I fell on my face. Mr. Pride. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Taking all the credits. You better sit your butt down. So you know you ain't no salesperson. Sit down. All right. Um, so the next part, he says, he will bring all things to your remembrance. All things that I've said. So you don't have to forget anything. You don't have to forget anything. The Holy Spirit will help you. He will give you supernatural recall. I'm telling you, for those spouses and you and your spouse says something to you a couple of days and he says, well, I, I don't remember you saying that. How many people married have experienced that? The Tuckers, have y'all experienced that? Y'all have been married for a few months. <laughs> well, well, I'm telling you, the next time that happens, say, Holy Spirit, supernatural recall. And I'm telling you, if you're honest, he'll bring it to your remembrance. And you're like, oh, man, I do remember you did say that. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit will bring it to your remembrance. He will bring what Jesus has said in the word of God. But he also bring things you need for school. If you're in school, he'll bring to your remembrance in a time of exam. He will show you how to be the student that you need to be. 
on the job. He will help you to remember things. He can give you supernatural recall. He can tell you, he can remind you of things. Let's say because some of people don't confront issues, say there's an issue in your life that you never confronted. Oh, I just get quiet now. And there's some issues in your life that you may never confront it. And the Holy Spirit will bring you supernatural recall of how that situation started. Where it started at as a seed. And now it's full for it's a forest. It's a forest now. And how to go by and kill all of it. Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance things that were spoken to you when you were a kid. He says, you remember, I'm going to say, look, there's a little saying that uh, my family, not my mom and dad, but like aunts and uh, uncles and grandma used to say, they used to say, um, between me and my brother Daniel, they used to say, um, I was the number one son because I was the first grandson, the first baby and whatnot. So my brother was the second one. And they used to say, number one son is not too bright because I used to like run into walls and stuff. <laughs> and it was like, number one son is not too bright. And they were kidding, but they said it all the time that it became part of my DNA. Well, I was like, I'm not too bright. Suddenly, I started believing that I wasn't that bright. And then one day, the word of God got a hold of me, and I started saying, I am bright. I'm sharp. I'm bright. I'm smart. I learn things 10 times quicker than the average person. Well, where do you get that from the scripture? Read Daniel. And how God blessed Daniel and the Hebrew boys to be ten, smart, 10 times smarter in science and math than the world. You can claim that. I have my son every day. I'm smart. I'm sharp. I'm bright. I'm 10 times smarter than my average, than my peers. And I said, and, and I tell them to say, I'm good looking and I'm a man I'm a, and I'm rich and I'm a major blessing every day. I'm a world changer. I overcome the world. And I, I will marry God, God's choice. I will have wisdom. And I will be who God wants me to be. And I will change the world. Every single day he says that. I am. Do we have to say it again today, Dad? Yes. We never stop saying it. I'm sharp. I'm smart. I'm bright. I learn things ten times quicker than the average person. I thank you, Lord. You know, confession. All right. So Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance. Above all, he will bring the word of God to your remembrance. So you got to put the word of God in your heart, in your mind, so he can bring it to your remembrance. The word of God is the material. It is the substance in which the Holy Spirit needs. The Holy Spirit needs to teach you and to, to help you to become more like Jesus. The word of God. So if you don't ever spend any time in the word, guess what's going to happen? You're not going to have any substance for him to bring to your remembrance. You remember God says this in Deuteronomy 28. He says he'll bless the work of your hands. But how many know if you don't ever put your hands to anything, there's nothing for him to bless. If you never study, there's nothing for him to bring to your remembrance. So you got to spend time in the word. You got to spend time in prayer. You got to spend time meditating and speaking the word of God. The, have you noticed in Genesis 1 that the spirit of God was there all the time, but he did not do anything until the word of God was spoken. When you speak God's word, the Holy Spirit is released to do some things in your life. Amen. Amen. You got to get that word in you and you got to get that word on your mouth.
How do you, how, I'm going to close with this. How do you fellowship with the Holy Spirit? How do we fellowship with the Holy Spirit? We're talking about fellowship with the Holy Spirit. We fellowship with the Holy Spirit through the word of God. So as you read the Bible, as you study the Bible, as you meditate the Bible, you're fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. So as you read the scriptures, Holy Spirit, help me. Before you open the word of God, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. He's the one that inspired men to write this. So he's the one who can teach you what it says. Holy Spirit, help me to understand this. The Ephesians 1 prayer is a good prayer to pray. God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, grant unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that the eyes of my understanding will be enlightened. And so as you read it, Holy Spirit will bring, give you illumination. He'll give you revelation. He'll give you what you need to live out this life. Amen. So the word of God. So you fellowship with the Holy Spirit through the word and you fellowship with the Holy Spirit through prayer. I mean, it's through prayer that you fellowship with the Holy Spirit. As you pray to the Father in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit will, you're fellowshipping with the Trinity, the, tri, the triune God. And then we talked about this earlier, but conversations with the Holy Spirit. You know, I, I used the example a couple of weeks ago. You lose your keys. Holy Spirit, where's my keys? Lord, you know exactly where my keys are. Holy Spirit, you know exactly where my Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you. One time, I, I told this a couple of weeks ago, but I, it, it, it bears repetition because it's going to help somebody. I threw the key in the, tr in, in the garbage, <laughs> folded it up, and put it outside in the winter time. And, the Holy, and, the, and my wife says, check in the garbage. Did you throw the keys in the garbage? I, I checked and it wasn't in there. Holy Spirit says, go to the garbage outside. I went outside. When I say he spoke, it, I didn't hear an audible voice, but on this side, I went outside. I ripped up the trash and the key was right there. It had been, and somehow it, it, in the midst of me ripping the trash, it got underneath the snow. <laughs> Holy Spirit is good. <laughs> I'm telling you, that key, I could have had to pay another $65 for a new key. <laughs> but I'm telling you, he will lead you. He will bring things to your remembrance. He would, um, conversations. So talk to him. Do not ignore the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help me to do my best today. You are a helper. Dr. Miles Monroe has the book, a book called The Holy Spirit, The Greatest the, um, the most important person on the earth. I'm telling you, he will help you. He'll lead you. He'll guide you. He's, he's been sent to help. He'll help you to be a mother. He'll help you to be a father. He'll help you to cook. He'll help you save money. He knows where the cells are. He knows how to get your body in shape. He knows how to get rid of the cancer. Come on. He knows how to get rid of the diabetes. Holy Spirit knows all things. He knows the will of God and he'll help you. Amen. Recently, I had surgery. Uh, um, I had um, my sinuses, three quarters of my sinuses were blocked. And somehow along the, along the way, I, I got a, a cold in my sinuses that I never got delivered from. Perhaps it was when I was a baby. And it was blocking my ability to really breathe. It was blocking, it was causing mucus and um, 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 sinus infection and, and, um, and different things to develop in my body, which was affecting my lungs. And I began to develop this cough and just couldn't get rid of it. And so I'm praying against the asthma, I'm praying against that, and, and that was fine, and God came through with that. But I didn't really quite know about this sinus situation. And so I prayed, and, and the Lord led me to this um, ear, nose, and throat doctor and did a CAT scan and was able to see it. And, um, and so he 
got me to do this surgery. And, and Alan prayed the prayer of faith. I attached my faith to it. He's, y'all remember this? He prayed painless procedure. Did y'all remember that? I got a hold of what Alan said. I claimed it. And guess what? I had no pain. Them jokers went inside of my nose, <laughs> cut up all these nice, um, 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 nasal polyps, cut all of them out, drained all that mucus and all that junk that it, he said it was so much disease there in my sinus area and drained all of it. I had a bloody nose for a good week and a half and a little bit now, a little bit. But I'm telling you, and then he put some stents in there. I have deviated septum, scepter, how, yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> um, had that. So it had some stents in there. And it's like, you can't, you can't um, blow your nose for a week. I was like, the devil. I blow my nose all the time. <laughs> I was like, Lord. And so long story short, there was still no pain. I rejected the pain medicine. They offered it to me after I came out of surgery. I said, no, I don't need it. But I'll take it, I guess. But I don't, it's like, what's the pain? I made up a story. They was like, is it from one to 10? 10 been the, you know, is the pain is really a lot. I was like, a two, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I felt guilty because I didn't have any pain. <laughs> I was like, I'm supposed to have pain. <laughs> Maybe they didn't do this right. <laughs> but long story short, God gave humanity wisdom to go in there. He invited humanity to join him in the healing ministry. Anointed this man who went to school for 10 plus years, I imagine, <laughs> and was able to go in there and make the man of God, the little man of God, able to breathe better. Amen. I'm telling you, Holy Spirit helped me to be that patient. I was knocked out for four hours, woke up like, what in the world? What happened? I woke up speaking in tongues. <laughs> and my friend Kerry said, he said, you know, whatever you're full of is going to come out. He said he had surgery a while back. He said he woke up singing, Jesus, I love you, I love you. <laughs> and then you may know him. His name is um, John, um, this guy named John Dinkle. He, woke, he had surgery a while back. He woke up, he plays the piano on the bass. He woke up playing the piano. <laughs> no lie, he just told me that. Carrie just told me that. I was like, wow. And so Carrie says, whatever you're full of will come out. <laughs> so if you're full of cussing, it's just going to come out. <laughs> You blank and blank, blank, so and so, blank, blank. What y'all do to me? Blank, blank, blank. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Uh, so how to fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Conversations. Conversations. You got to have conversations with God all the time. Just have conversations. Father, I just love you. Thank you. You know, you don't have to save me. I was, I was trash. You saved me. Thank you. I'm just so humble. Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Holy Spirit. You're so precious. Thank you. Thank you. Help me to walk like Jesus. That attitude that I have, I still have, help me, you know. Lord, Jesus is Lord over my attitude. <laughs> I mean, no, we can be some stank people at times. We need Jesus to be Lord over our attitude. So I confess, Jesus is Lord over my attitude. I can't stand when I go to a restaurant or a fast food restaurant and they got it. What you want? I mean, I want, Chick-fil-A is supposed to be, how many please serve you today? So I go and no, I go to Philly. Chick-fil-A, what you want? Like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. This is not representing Kathy Truman, whatever his name is, um, down in Atlanta. This is not the place to be. Like, what are you doing? What you want? Uh, sorry for living. 
You know, and Popeyes is like that a lot too. You go through, like, what you want? Yeah, hold on for a second. I'm like, excuse me. I'm telling you, I can't stand that. And I want to get back with them. And Courtney Shield, just write them. I'm gonna write to the manager. We're gonna own this. Hold on, we're gonna own this. We're gonna own this. Oh, we're gonna get a free meal for a year. <laughs> One time we get they messed up on the train. We, I took her on a date to go to New York. They messed up, the New Jersey Transit messed up. And she wrote them jokers, and we got, what, two or three free trips <laughs> out of it. When we went to a restaurant, took a friend to a restaurant, she wrote to the manager, and they gave us $75 gift certificate. Come back. I was like, that's what I need to do. <laughs> all right. Um, but conversations with the Holy Spirit all the time. Talk to on your way home today. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you for the word. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you for being with me. So forth. Conversation. And my last is to pr pray in other tongues. When you pray in other tongues, you're fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. You, your spirit is communion. It's communicating with the Father, to the Father. The Bible says, he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto man, but he speaks to God. Howbeit in the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. So when you pray in tongues, you are communicating with God. You're fellowshipping with God the Father through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, Contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.